This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. For an entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars the only way it's been possible, on the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all. This is where the fun begins. Chewing. We're home. Welcome to the Blue Milk Cafe. Grab an empty stool at the counter, order a cup of Jawa juice and a nice slice of Yogan fruit pie, and get ready, because we're about to talk all things Star Wars. Sespa, and welcome back to the Blue Mill Cafe. This is episode 85. I am your host, Jeff, and this weekend I am going to retell my Star Wars story. It's been a while since I've told my Star Wars story, so I figured if I have any new listeners, maybe I gain that third or fourth listener. They don't know my Star Wars story, so I figure, what the heck, I will retell it here this week. And I'll also, of course, go over my Star Wars fandom. Where it started, obviously, that's part of my Star Wars story. And where it is today, how I played Star Wars as a kid, how I play Star Wars now as a middle-aged man. But of course, before I do any of that, I have to go over some things here at the top of the show. I have a couple of segments here at the top of the show that I do every week. So now, and now it's time for My Week in Geek. Harry Knowles. Harry who? Uh, this man is the ultimate fanboy, Eric. His website, Any Cool News, it's like every geek's homepage, man. For my week in geek this past week, I have been revisiting the DCEU. In particular, the films Man of Steel, BVS, and The Justice League, the non-Snyder cut. I have not seen the Snyder cut yet. We don't have HBO Max. That one's a little bit too expensive. Anyway... As I rewatch these films, which I've seen numerous times, I have forgotten how much I love the quote Snyderverse. The Snyderverse, I know a lot of people dislike these films, but to me, the Snyderverse films have been the best DC films I've seen in years. And that includes the Nolan Batman. I really enjoy Zack Snyder's take on the DC superheroes. And I really would love to see a sequel to Justice League from Zack Snyder. Hopefully we'll see that someday. I know it's very unlikely, but I've seen Snyder say that he would love to do a sequel to Justice League. Because there's so much more story to tell. I would love to see that the old Wayne Manor turned into the Hall of Justice. I just want to see the freaking Hall of Justice. I want to see the Legion of Doom. I want to see all these cool things that I know from my childhood. 
I also have loved Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 84, Suicide Squad, and Birds of Prey. Now, Suicide Squad probably my least favorite of the DCEU, but I still like it. I still think it's a fun movie, as well as Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, very fun movie. The two I have not seen yet are Shazam and The Joker, but I'm excited to see them whenever that might be. I don't know. I understand some of the dislikes for these movies, but these movies are an escape from reality for a couple of hours, and some take these movies way too seriously, and they, and that will ruin it for everybody. If you can't switch off your brain to watch a movie, I don't care what movie it is, I don't care what franchise it is, it's going to ruin it for you because, one, you're taking it too seriously, two, you, you build up an expectation in your head that if it doesn't live up to that expectation, you're going to hate it and you're going to be miserable. That's why I switch off my brain. I don't have expectations of any movie that I've ever gone in to see. I've gone in to see movies saying, I love this franchise or I love this character. I'm going to go in and enjoy the heck out of this. Can't wait to see where they take it. And that's, I guess that's how I enjoy movies so much. And some people just can't set aside the, you know, turning their brain off and suspending disbelief i guess or suspending reality or however you want to phrase it my mind's starting to get all jumbled here so i guess i should move on to my next um thing from or my next geeky thing i did the next thing for my weekend geek would be the indiana jones saga this is the 40th anniversary of raiders this year and i've been hearing on other podcasts a lot of talk about indie because of the anniversary and i still cannot believe the bashing of kingdom of the crystal skull like it or not it's part of the indiana jones saga stop trying to pretend it doesn't exist i really love crystal skull i love it as much as raiders i love it as much as temple of doom i love it as much as the last crusade it's a fun adventure movie and come on aliens was a was a thing back in the 50s that was a big deal back in the 50s where people seeing ufos and stuff like that so it fits to me it fits but a lot of people just can't can't wrap their head around it oh indy would never do this but you know what it was part of the time in the 50s that that was part of the pop culture it was part of the zeitgeist so i understand the whole alien thing but again it goes back to my previous point about the dceu switch your brain off and just enjoy the movie i can't wait for the the number five i can't wait for the fifth in indiana jones and hopefully it's still going to happen it looks like it's still on the schedule so hopefully that will be coming out very soon and to wrap up my weekend geek um, I'm still enjoying Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I know it's just the second episode I just watched this morning, so minor spoiler alerts here. Um, we got to know the new Cap a little bit better in this episode, and I must say, don't like him. Don't like him at all. He's not a super soldier. He's just a regular soldier. Kind of arrogant, um, and we'll see where it leads, but he just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And for my birthday, 
My birthday was back on March 12th, but earlier this week, I finally got my birthday gift sent to me. It was a little late, but better late than never. I got my Amazon exclusive Kevin Smith Director Funko Pop. And I must say, it does look pretty badass on my desk at work. And now, the Star Wars Fun Fact of the Week. It's a fact. The Star Wars Fun Fact this week is... The first Star Wars movie, A New Hope, almost caused an actual war. Now, we know George Lucas, to create the desert planet of Tatooine, went to Tunisia. Now, Tunisia shares a border with Libya, which at the time was ruled by dictator Muammar Gaddafi. Reportedly, Muammar Gaddafi threatened the Tunisian government if they didn't remove a military vehicle from the Libyan border. The military vehicle in question was actually a Jawa sandcrawler. Lucas agreed to move the prop because, well, he didn't want to incite an international incident that isn't a great way to publicize your movie. So, there you go. Star Wars A New Hope almost created an actual war. Which, another fun fact I did not know, and I really enjoyed reading that because... That was really interesting that they saw a sand crawler and thought that was a big time uh, Tunisian military vehicle. But anyway, there's your Star Wars fun fact this week. And now, of course, as always, I am going to take a short break. And when I come back from that break, I will be retelling my Star Wars story. Escape pod landing. Where am I? It's the new Star Wars Land of the Jawas that you put together. Action figures sold separately. You can move the action lever and make the Jawa capture R2-D2. R2? Are you all right? What are they doing to you? You can raise the elevator and make R2-D2 disappear into the sand crawler. Hang on, R2. I'm right behind you. Me too. <laughs> Kenner's new Star Wars Land of the Jawas. Action figures each sold separately. New Star Wars radio-controlled Jawa sand crawler. Let's find some droids. Two 9-volt and two D batteries not included. The Jawa's got the Death Star droid. Action figures sold separately. Up the elevator. He's in. By radio control, you can make the sand crawler travel almost any direction. By going forward, backward, then forward again. Now we'll find more droids. Star Wars radio-controlled Jawa sand crawler. Action figures each sold separately. New from Kenner. It's the new Star Wars Land Speeder. Wow, looks like it's floating. The sand people are coming. It's up to Luke Skywalker and his Land Speeder to get us out. Action figures each sold separately. The Land Speeder has a snap-open space hatch, and Star Wars action figures R2-D2 and C-3PO fit right in back. Hurry, they're dancing. Activate spring glide wheels. The Force goes with us. Yeah. Kenner's new Star Wars Land Speeder. Action figures each sold separately. And I am back, and it is story time. I am going to retell my Star Wars story. I want to retell it for a couple of different reasons. Number one, I haven't told them in a while. Number two, I may have gained a couple of new listeners here or there, and I think that may bring my total number of listeners up to three, maybe four. (laughs) So I am doing it for all the new people that are listening to the show Maybe this is your first show. Maybe this is your third or fourth show. Maybe it's your 20th show and you just haven't heard my Star Wars story yet. So I am going to retell it and you could just do simple math and figure out how old I really am. 
I am going to start from, of course, my childhood and bring you all the way up until present day. I'm going to let you know how I played Star Wars when I was a kid and how I play it now that I'm a middle-aged man. So let me start all the way back in 1977. I was 7-8 years old. I remember seeing maybe newspaper ads. Back then, they put big newspaper ads in the newspaper advertising the new movies coming out that weekend. And I think the biggest one was almost a half-page ad in the local Harrisburg paper here. And it was for Star Wars. I just... The, the poster, the picture, looked very intriguing to me. So I asked about it. My parents really didn't know anything about it. I guess there was no one really saw the trailer yet for it. And then I remember seeing the first trailer when I was watching TV one evening. And I was like, oh yeah, I got to see this thing. So we go on vacation. I believe it was the summer of 77. It could have been the summer of 78, but I'm almost positive it was the summer of 77 and we usually took vacation in late July early August so the movie had been out for a couple of months so I just I don't know I just kept bugging my dad to take me to see a space movie and he eventually caved and took my brother and I one rainy evening while we were on vacation in Nags Head he took us to the theater we saw the movie I loved it and of course I got hooked when I saw the Star Destroyer fly over the top of my head. And that just set me on this, you know, fantasy adventure in my head that I was dreaming about being in Star Wars. I was playing Star Wars, pretending I was Han Solo or Luke Skywalker running around the backyard. And yes, I was doing this all by myself because my brother, even though he liked the movie, he wasn't as big a fan as I was, I guess. But, and then, of course, come the toys. And once I got the toys, that was it. I was playing Star Wars constantly in my bedroom. The Christmas day, I would probably be in my bedroom all day playing with my Star Wars toys. Just me. I I loved it, making up my own stories, integrating different characters I would make heck I think maybe even I had a stormtrooper be a good guy I don't know I was making up my own stuff I was a kid I loved it I was playing Star Wars and of course when it snowed outside here I would go out in the winter and I would pretend I was on Hoth now of course this was after Empire came out I would dig trenches through our front yard after shoveling you know you got those big mounds at the end of the driveways and stuff i would be shoveling trenches through the snow and pretending i was in echo base and hanging upside down in the wampas cave who knew i was just having fun playing star wars as a kid i'm sure most of you did all this stuff as well and as i got older as i got older in 83 when uh return the jedi came out I was 13, 14 years old, and I really never had a problem with Ewoks at 13 or 14. I still thought they were cute at that age, so I never understood all the hate the Ewoks got. I know I didn't hear the hate back then as a 13-year-old, but 
as I grew up, I started hearing how people hated the Ewoks. I never understood the hate for them. But that's besides the point. That's a whole different subject and a whole different podcast sometime. Maybe. But, yeah. I really loved Return of the Jedi. But at 13, 14, I still had my Star Wars toys, but I wasn't playing with them as much. I was just enjoying the movies, and then that was it. I wouldn't. I would not go home and play Star Wars as much as I used to. So that's, I guess, at the beginning of me playing Star Wars less and less. And then, after 83, it was nothing. Nothingness. I remember buying a couple of Star Wars comic books, but that was it. I never really was a big reader, so I never bought any of the books between 83 and 99. I never read any of the books because I don't... I didn't like to read. I still don't like to read. So I was never a big EU fan. So that was a long gap for me between 83 and 99 with no Star Wars. And even though I always had Star Wars in the back of my mind, I would rewatch the movies anytime they were on TV. And of course, after I got a VCR later in life and bought them on videotape, I would watch them on videotape. Uh, I was just missing Star Wars and then of course I think it was 80 96 I think is when the news broke that we were getting more Star Wars and it was just like a whole new world my whole world just reopened and Star Wars was coming back into my life and I remember going to see the Phantom Menace in 99 I remember loving the movie straight away I came out of the theater gushing about how much I loved it not once did I mention Jar Jar was annoying. I kind of really liked Jar Jar. He was funny. I actually was laughing at his antics. And uh, you can do the math and find out, figure out how old I was when I saw Phantom Menace. So yeah, I really enjoyed it as an adult. And I still enjoy it to this day. It is probably my favorite prequel movie was or is Phantom Menace. I just loved that story. It was the most, I guess, it was the lightest of the prequels to me. It was the story of a young, innocent boy and his journey to becoming, well, his journey to being trained as a Jedi. And that, to me, that just makes Anakin's story just that much more heart-wrenching to seeing what a sweet child he was and what he became. That's why I don't think Phantom Menace should be ever skipped in that stupid machete order. So I don't think it should be skipped. It, it, it's essential. To me, it's essential. It, it shows, it gives more, I don't know the right words for it. I was never good at speaking, so I don't know the right words for it. But it gives more of an emotional uh, break or em emotional feeling for when Anakin falls to the dark side. Knowing that he was a sweet little child and he became this evil, twisted person. To me, it just makes it more tragic. I'm sorry I couldn't find the words to put with what I was trying to say. I hope that all made sense to you. If it didn't, I apologize. I was just trying to work through my brain as I talked here, saying to myself, what sounds 
the best. And like I said, I've never been good at speaking, so that's why my words got jumbled back there. But anyway, moving on from the prequels, I enjoyed the prequels. I enjoyed Phantom Menace. I enjoyed Attack of the Clones. I enjoyed Revenge of the Sith. I enjoyed all of them. And then we get we get another little down period. And then we get the sale to Disney. And then we get the word that there are sequels coming out. My, I got excited right away. I started prepping myself to see these movies. I enjoyed the sequels. I will say it to, you know, till I'm blue in the face. I don't have a problem with any of the sequels. I know a lot of people don't understand how I don't have a problem with any of them, but I don't. And this is going to probably shock a lot of people and probably upset some people. But The Rise of Skywalker is my favorite from the sequels. That movie was fun. It was a fun movie, a great story, and a great dialogue. So I really enjoy that movie, and say what you want about it. You're never going to change my mind on how I feel about all nine Star Wars films. Well, what about the standalone films? The standalone films, Rogue One and Solo. Loved them both. I cannot watch Rogue One now without wanting to watch A New Hope right after it. Because Rogue One ties so well right into the beginning of A New Hope. They did that beautifully. And Solo, Solo was a blast from beginning to end. Such a great adventure movie. So fun. I loved all the new characters in that movie. I love seeing Han get the Falcon. I love seeing Han and Chewie meeting for the first time. I love seeing how beautiful the Falcon was before Han ruined it. But I loved all of that. I loved seeing a young Lando. I loved that entire movie. Now, I am going to borrow something from a fellow Star Wars podcast, The Resistance Broadcast. Make Solo 2 happen. I really feel we need a sequel to that movie. I want to see Kira dealing with Maul. I want to see Han and Chewie working with Jabba. I want to see Lando getting into whatever he got into between Solo and Empire. It would just be an awesome sequel. So please, hashtag it, Make Solo 2 Happen. Now those were the standalone movies. I've loved every single Star Wars movie. And The Mandalorian, the TV series we're getting now, love it. Can't wait for The Bad Batch. Can't wait for all those Disney Plus shows to come on. I never thought I would be living in a world where I'm getting new Star Wars constantly now. It, it's the best time to be a Star Wars fan. I know a lot of podcasts say that, but this is the golden age of Star Wars. It's, it's beautiful. I'm loving everything about it. So, how do I, quote, play Star Wars as an adult? Well, I play Star Wars as an adult by doing this podcast and interacting with my Star Wars family on the online community, on Twitter, on uh, YouTube, stuff like that, other podcasts. That's how I play Star Wars as an adult. But there's one thing I really want to do, and that's to go to a Star Wars celebration. I've never been to a Star Wars celebration before. Don't know if that will ever happen. I always have my fingers crossed that one of these days I'll hit the lottery and I'll be able to go. I would also love to go to Galaxy's Edge. Again, don't know if that will ever happen. Heck, I've never been to a comic convention of any kind. I've never been to Disney World. 
So hopefully those two things will happen for me. But until then, this is how I, quote, play Star Wars. I do my podcast and I enjoy my Star Wars family on the online community. So that is my Star Wars story retold, a little condensed, but that is my Star Wars story. Hope you enjoyed it. And now get ready after the outro for episode four of the Star Wars New Hope radio drama, While Giants Mark Time. That will be after the outro. And of course, you can follow the Blue Mail Cafe on Twitter at that BMC pod. You could also email me that BMC pod at gmail.com. And as always, until next time, I have spoken. Give the evacuation code signal. Thank you for stopping by the cafe. Life is all about passions. Thank you for lending me your ear while I shared all of mine. You can follow the Blue Milk Cafe on Twitter at that BMC Pod. You can follow the Facebook group, the BMC Pod. You can also email the Blue Milk Cafe, that BMC Pod at gmail.com. And remember, Blue Milk, it does a body good. Anyway. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. Star Wars, based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Episode 4, While Giants Mark Time. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution, when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. And there came a moment in that long struggle when the hope of freedom 
rested not with any great hero or leader, but rather with the humblest of characters. High above the sandy wastes of the desert planet Tatooine, a pitched space battle between starships has been fought to its conclusion. The rebel leader, Princess Leia Organa of Alderaan, has been captured by the Emperor's personal agent, Darth Vader. Entrusted to deliver secret information the Princess could no longer protect is the astro-droid R2-D2. With his interpreter counterpart, C-3PO, R2 has eluded capture by leaving Leia's disabled vessel in an escape pod. Just look where your mad ideas have brought us up. Sand. Nothing but sand in every direction. Why I went along with this insane whim of yours, I still can't imagine. You ought to be grateful I got you out of that pot. I wasn't designed for that sort of brute labor. I'd have been better off taking my chances with the stormtroopers back there on the Tantivy Fort. Wait a minute. Where are you going? Artu, wait for me. Go. Oh, oh, oh. Don't you ignore me. I still haven't forgiven you for that crash landing. My Jarvis is still fluttering. You see, my equilibrium is quite gone. But of course you're having trouble with this sand dune. What do you think you are, an exploration vehicle? We seem to be made to suffer. It's our lot in life. I've simply got to rest before I fall apart. My joints are almost frozen with sand. Wait, where are you going? Over that way? Well, I'm not going over that way. It's much too rocky. I'm going this way. Oh, yes? And just what makes you so sure there are settlements over there? Don't get technical with me, you drudge. Mission? What secret plans? I've just about had enough of this. Go that way. Go on. Here, I'll start you off. You'll be clogged with sand and malfunctioning within a day, you nearsighted scrap pile. Absolutely not. And don't let me catch you crawling back begging for help, because you won't get it. No, no more adventures. I am going this way. You're on your own from now on. <laughs> Anything to report? Nothing so far, sir. Deploy your squads along that dune ridge and stay alert. Yes, sir. Follow me, you men. You, get inside that escape pod and check it out thoroughly. Yes, sir. Rest of you spread out and search for tracks. I want the entire area secured. Let's go. We must continue until we find something, Lieutenant. Lord Vader will not accept a failure of this mission. We're checking now, Commander. You in there, what have you found? The scanner shows no sign of occupants, sir. Or of the data tapes, either. I want that pod torn apart. The scanner reads negative, Lieutenant. Someone's already taken the plans and gotten away. Commander. One of the men found this near the pod. It's a plating ring from a droid, sir. Droids? That's how the plans got off the princess ship. Lieutenant, make contact with our vessel and get more troops down here. Yes, sir. Inform Lord Vader that I'm organizing a search of the entire region and tell him what we're hunting. Droids from the Princess Leia's ship. Uh. 
were. He tricked me into going this way. He'll do no better. I don't think I can go on much further. My photoreceptors will be burned out by those binary suns. My joints will lock up and up, overheat. Oh, oh this fortune has always pursued me. Oh. Oh, what's that over there? Oh, something gleaming. It's, it's some kind of transport machine. Oh, whoever they are, they'll, they'll know something about repair. Repair? They'll have lubricants. Oh, oh, oh. Over here! except their glowing eyes. How eerie. What are you doing? Let go! Oh, me my joint went clogged. Get your hands off me, you filthy little creatures. No, 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 don't you, don't you. There's no reason to go pointing that gun. I'm really friendly, see? My hands are in the air. What do you want me to do? Yes, yes, I'm holding still, see? What's that? No, 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 not a restraining bolt. No, no, no. I've been through enough. I don't suppose you happen to have seen anything of my counterpart, a rather short asteroid droid. Yes, yes, a machine sort of like me, about waist height to me. He was heading off in that direction the last time. Wait, wait, what are you doing? Stop pushing. What do you want me to do? Stand here under this conduit, like so. Well, might I ask what you're going to do? I couldn't find anything at Anchorhead or Tashi Station. Well, maybe we could do without any help from droids, Luke. Hard work might see us through. But we're never going to be able to keep this farm at peak efficiency <clears throat> through the harvest without more help. With one or two more droids, we'd make a much bigger profit. And where do you suppose we're going to find this help if there's nothing at Anchorhead or Tashi Station? There'll be a Jawa Sandcrawler through here soon. Uh, maybe they'll have something. Uh, those little scavengers. Find some piece of broken up machinery, wire it together with flexor cord and spit, and after a few hours functioning, it falls apart. Well, it wouldn't hurt to look. <sighs> yeah, I guess not. Your aunt keeps pestering me for a domestic droid to help her around the house anyway. All right, send a signal flare up. If those Jawas are in the area, they'll come pretty quick. Great. Thanks, Uncle Owen. This is the 
strangest collection of droids and robots I've ever seen. Uh, after all I've been through, to be picked up by these disgusting creatures and dumped in a sort of glorified salvage bin. How mortifying. What? Oh, oh, what? R2-D2? R2! It is you! It is you! Oh, after my so glad to see They sucked you up in that horrible thing too, did they? Yes, well, those creatures who captured you, us, are called Jawas, I managed to find out. And, uh, this vehicle is referred to as a sand crawler. Oh, well, yes. That is, I, I'm afraid that I was partially at fault there. You see, I merely asked those Jawas earlier if they'd seen anything on them. I did not tell them where you were on purpose. If you must know, I was simply concerned for you, 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 you short-circuited incompetent. And this is the thanks I get. Oh, we're off again. Well, how should I know where we're going? I wish they hadn't captured you. Now I'm forced to endure your insufferable company again. You, you, you. I would venture a guess that those Jawas have brought us out here to auction us off. We seem to be at some kind of moisture farm. Oh, look, there are humans over there. Maybe they'll purchase us. Then we'd be free of those awful Jawas. Artu, Artu, get back in line. Artu, get back in line. They'll never buy... Artu, what are you doing to that half high unit? Artu! R2-D2, you know droids are not supposed to modify other droids without human supervision. Honestly, I don't know what's got into you. Here come the humans. Get back in line. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll tell you straight off. I don't want any junkers, rebuilds, or scrap heap candidates. Oh, nope, already got a tread well. Don't need another. What's this? A Mark II reactor drone? I haven't used these clunkers in 20 years. Hmm. No, got no use for a power droid. Well, I might be able to use an R2 unit. But this blue one's kind of beaten up. Talks too much, too. Well, this red R5 might do, though, if the price is right. Yeah, yeah, Now, let's see. You! Sir! I suppose you're programmed for etiquette and protocol. Protocol? Why, that is my primary function, sir. I am also... Yeah, I have no use for a protocol droid. Of course not, sir. Not in a climate as hostile as this one. But might I point out that I have been programmed for over 30 secondary functions that range from... Uh, what I need is a droid that understands the binary language of moisture evaporators. Evaporators? Why, sir, my first job was programming binary load lifters. Very similar to your evaporators in many respects. Uncle Owen? Yeah? Amparu told me to tell you that if you buy a translator droid, make sure it speaks Pachi. Oh, yeah, thanks, Luke. Hey, droid, you speak domestic Pachi? Of course I do, sir. It's like a second language to me. I am also, if I might say, quite fluent... Oh, shut up. Shutting up, sir. I'll take this one, too. Hey, Luke! Take this interpreter droid here and that red R5 unit down to the tech dome. Get them cleaned up by supper time. But I was going into Tashi Station for those converters we ordered. You can waste time with your idle friends when your chores are done. Now hop to it. Yes, sir. You. Yes, sir. Follow me. <laughs> Goodbye, Arthur. And you too, the red R5 unit. Well, come on, Red. Let's go. Hey, what are you... Uncle Owen? Uncle Owen! This R5 unit's got a bad motivator. Look, 
He blew its stack. Hey, what are you jealous trying to Excuse me, sir, but that blue R2 unit over there is in prime condition. A real bargain, if I might say so. Oh, okay. Hey, Uncle Owen? Yeah? What about that little blue R2 unit? What about that one? All right, good enough. Look, take the blue one. I'm sure you and your uncle will be very pleased with that one, sir. I've worked with him before. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Come on, we got some cleaning up to do. Now, don't you forget this, Uncle why I should stick my neck out for you is quite beyond my capacity. A fully equipped tech dome. Oh, this is paradise. Yeah, right. Well, just stand steady on that lift. I'll lower you into the oil bath. You're ready, sir. Here goes. Oh, oh, oh. How is that? Thank you, sir. Oh, oh, oh this feels so good. Oh, oh that's sad. My counterpart and I are both in your debt, sir. Well, thanks, but I'd rather be at Toshi Station. At least there's something going on there. Uh, Bink was right. I should get myself off this old dust ball. Oh, which dust ball are we on, sir? <laughs> well, if there's a bright center to the universe, we're on the planet it's farthest from, Tatooine. I see, sir. <laughs> you can call me Luke. I see, sir, Luke. Oh, no, just Luke. Oh, and I am C-3PO, Human-Cyborg Relations, and that is my counterpart, R2-D2. Hello. Uh, 3PO, that's about enough of the oil bath for you. Oh, well, yes. Oh. Now let's take a look at the R2. Oh, yes. Mm. Well, R2, you got a lot of carbon scoring here in your oh. integrators. Let me see what I can do for you. <laughs> Looks like you two boys have seen a lot of action. With all we've been through, I'm amazed we're in as good condition as we are, considering there's a rebellion going on. What? You know something about the rebellion against the Empire? Well, that's how we come to be in your service, sir, if you take my meaning. Were, were you in any battles? Uh, over Tatooine? Several, I think. Then I did see ships firing on each other. What was it like? Actually, sir, for a droid, a space battle is largely a matter of loud noise and having humans order you out of their way. <laughs> well, your life sounds a lot more interesting than mine, 3PO. Oh, R2, you got something jammed in here real good. Were you two on a star cruiser or a... Oh, oh my goodness! Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. What? What is that? A holographic projection? Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. It certainly appears to be one, sir. R2, Master Luke asked you what it is. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. What do you mean, what is what? He says it's nothing, sir. Merely a malfunction. Old data. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. That girl. She's beautiful. Who is she? I think she was a passenger on our last voyage. A person of some importance, as I believe. Well, is there any more to this recording? Sounds like it's incomplete here. Maybe I can adjust our two so that... Ah. Hey, we got... take it easy. Oh, to behave yourself. You're going to get us into very grave trouble. You can trust him. He's our new master. He says that he is the property of Obi-Wan Kenobi, a resident of this very region. The holographic projection is part of a message for him. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Frankly, sir, with what we've been through, it's no surprise this little R2 unit has become a bit eccentric. Uh, I don't know anyone named Obi-Wan, but old Ben Kenobi lives somewhere out near the Western Dune Sea. He's kind of a local character, you know, a hermit. My uncle ran him off our property once, but I never heard of Ben owning a droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. She is so beautiful. I wonder who she is. 
Well, she's in some kind of trouble, that's for sure. Maybe we better hear the rest of the message. He claims the restraining bolt the Jawas put on him is inhibiting his motivational components. He suggests that if you can move the bolt, he might be able to play back the entire message. Well, I guess you're too small to run away on me if I take off the bolt. Here we go. There. Hey! What happened to the holograph? Where'd she go? Play back the entire message, R2. What do you mean, what message? The one you just played for Master Luke. The one you're carrying inside your rusty innards. <coughs> I'm sorry, sir, but he seems to have developed a circuitry flux. Luke! Luke, time to get cleaned up for dinner. Uh, be right there, Aunt Baru. See what you can do with him, 3PL. Yes, sir. I'll be back right after dinner. Goodbye, Master Luke. <coughs> Just you reconsider playing that tape for him. And just mind your manners, Artu, or you'll make Master Luke very angry. No, I don't think he likes you at all. No, I don't like you either. And what's the idea of showing him that tape? You knew what would work. Then, then it was all a trick to get him to take the restraining bolt off you. Why, R2-D2, that is, that is deceitful. I don't want to hear any more about secret plans or missions or Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're droids. It's not our place to get involved with human disputes. I think it's your motivator that's gone faulty. Now, wait a moment. Where are you going? But you can't go outside. Come back here before you get us both deactivated for good. You can't survive out there, R2. R2! on the table, Luke. Your uncle's already started. Thanks, Aunt Peru. You know, Uncle Owen, mm. I think that R2 unit we bought might have been stolen. Well, what makes you think that? Hmm. Well, I was cleaning him up and I stumbled across a part of a holographic recording. That R2 unit says he used the property of someone named Obi-Wan Kenobi. What? Kenobi? Yeah. I thought he might have meant old Ben Kenobi. Do you know who he's talking about? Maybe it's somebody related to Ben. No, that old man's just a crazy wizard. Look, take that R2 unit into Anchorhead and have its memory flushed. Well, what if this Obi-Wan comes looking for him? I don't think he exists anymore. He, uh, he died about the same time as your father. You mean Obi-Wan knew Look, my father? Look, I told you to forget it. I don't want you talking to strangers about our family, and I don't want anyone filling your head with this made-up nonsense. But Uncle Owen, if I you mean it, Luke. Uh, in the morning, I want those new droids up on that south ridge working. Yes, sir. You know, uh, I think those two new droids are going to work out just fine. In fact, uh, I'm thinking of sending my application to the Academy for this year. That's before the harvest. Yeah, but... Uh, You've got more than enough droids. The harvest is when I need you the most. It's only one more season. This year we'll make enough money so I'll be able to hire on some hands. You can go to the academy next year. But Owen... Now, Mrs., this is between Luke and me. Oh, boy. It's going to be a whole nother year. It's only one more season. Yeah. It's just what you said when Biggs left for the academy. Luke, you haven't finished your dinner. Where are you going? Nowhere, it looks like. Well, I've got some work to do on those droids. Owen, hmm? Luke can't stay here forever. No. 
I'll make it up to him next year. I promise. Luke's just not a farmer, Owen. He's got too much of his father in him. And you won't be able to put that subject off forever either. Luke's going to want to know the truth. I'm going to protect him as long as I can. But you can't live his life for him, Owen. I only wish I could, Baru. Only wish I could. Three PO. R two. Droid, you can't leave him alone for a minute. Let me see, where did I leave that restraining bolt activator? Oh, oh please, wait, what? I'll come out. Please don't deactivate. 3PO, don't. what are you doing hiding behind the land speeder? And where's R2? It wasn't my fault, sir. I, I couldn't stop him. What? I told R2 not to go, but I think it's his motivator oh, no. malfunctioning. He was babbling on about his mission. I've got to find him. Uh, but, Master Luke, uh, he went ages ago. Uh, Master Luke! Oh, uh, uh, Master Luke, I... Oh. Boy, I can't see him out there anywhere, even with the macro binoculars. How could he have gotten so far? Well, you can hardly blame yourself, sir. He's become, well, very devious recently. Plastic. But pardon me, sir, couldn't we go after him? No, it'd be too dangerous, what with all the sand people in the area. We're gonna have to wait till morning. Luke, shutting down power for the night. I'll be right there, Uncle Owen. Boy, am I gonna get it. That little droid friend of yours is gonna cause me a lot of trouble. Oh, he excels at that, sir. Well, at first light, we'll take my land speeder and pick up his trail. Maybe we can get him back before Uncle Owen finds out. I'm sure we will recover him tomorrow, sir. Then your troubles will be solved. Somehow, I think all I'm gonna get is a new set of troubles. R2-D2, faithfully carrying out the mission given to him by the Princess Leia Organa, inadvertently draws Luke Skywalker into the Rebellion's most desperate crisis. Merciless Imperial agents are scouring Tatooine for the droid and his secret, while across the desert there waits the enigma of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Tomorrow will be a day like no other in Luke Skywalker's young life. Star Wars, Episode 4 by Brian Daly, based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Featured in the cast were Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Anne Garrity as Aunt Beru, and Thomas Hill as Uncle Owen. The series was directed by John Madden, with sound mixing and post-production by Tom Vagley. 
Music by John Williams. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Story editor for the series was Lindsay Smith. Casting and production coordination by Mel Sarr. Executive producer was Richard Toscan. Executive producer for Lucasfilm was Carol Teitelman. Star Wars was presented by National Public Radio in association with KUSC-FM Los Angeles with the cooperation of Lucasfilm Limited.